I feel like busyness is a badge of honor these days. Yeah. If you're not busy, you're not, you know, you're not a good you're person. You're not living. <laughs> you're not living your life <laughs> if you're not scrambling around everywhere. And I mean, if you ask somebody, yeah, how you doing? The answer is always like, good, busy. busy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's, 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 it's this thing that's so in style. And so today we want to talk about that and kind of push against that, this idea that busyness is a badge of honor. I think, I don't think anybody really consciously says, oh yeah, I want to be busy. Right. But if we think about it, you know, and kind of our deep tendencies as people is we want to fill every little gap in our lives. Mm-hmm. So for a number of reasons that we'll get into, but anyway, it's going to be an interesting conversation. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. It's ironic that we're recording this podcast yes. today because we literally have no margin. <laughs> we have like today, today. There's little to no margin. Yes, it's a busier day for sure. It's yes, a good. It's a good fullness, though. It's a good kind of fullness. Yes. I feel like it's not busy. It's full. Yes, that's the word we're going to use. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I don't know. This this is something that we've struggled with a lot mm-hmm. is having margin because you know we're kind of we're in ministry. It's this insatiable beast. Mm-hmm. I think anybody who serves at a church, we don't serve at a church. We just, we do the fierce marriage stuff and we also volunteer sometimes at our church. Mm-hmm. But anyone who's in ministry or even like if you own a business, which we're kind of doing both, there's always more, there's mm-hmm. always more to do. There's and, and, and there's always more to distract yourself with yes. on top of that. Yes. Yes. I think for, there's a lot of reasons why we like to fill those gaps, right? I think as a society, we kind of have gotten a little uncomfortable with, mm sitting quietly, right? And not doing. <laughs> I think slowness is often equated with laziness. Um, slowness is often equated with like being like yes. uh, not, um, what's the word? Not wanting to achieve. So not, in, not motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, and those things are tend to be valued, which, you know, honestly, homeschooling for me has, has shown me that mm. the slower we go, the deeper they go and the more they learn. And it's kind of ironic, right? We're not Mm -hmm. checking off a thousand different subjects. We might fit two or three, but the deeper we go, the more we learn about all the different things. They all kind of integrate together. So I don't know. I've been learning that that slow is not bad and in different Mm -hmm. seasons, right? There's maybe there's certain seasons of having busyness, but yes, of course. And you know, there's a time for that, but I think as a lifestyle, it's not sustainable. I don't think I'm going to say this. I don't think it's God honoring. Mm. To live like we're just chickens with our heads cut off, just mm-hmm. running around, you know, throwing the kids in the car, run into this thing, that thing, uh, you know, going to work and spending all my life at work and two hours commuting and all this stuff. I just don't know that that is glorifying to God as a entire lifestyle, right? right? And obviously your heart plays into it. Like, what's your heart in that? And and so I don't want to paint with too broad a brush, even though I just did. <laughs> Um, there are nuances to that, so please don't email me. Uh, but you know, there's this idea that if I if I don't show that I'm busy, I don't possess kind of the desired human capital characteristics of like competence and ambition. Right. Or there's this fear of like if I don't show the world that I'm doing stuff that we're we're gro- like my kids are you know growing and we're exposing them to all these things and we're outside and blah blah blah. Just 
meeting friends, doing all these things. It's it's like I feel like there's these voices inside of us that are saying you're not very you're not being very significant in your world. You're not making a difference. You're not doing mm. this. You're not doing that. And so we often, yeah, we equate that with um, acceptance, right? We ex- we equate yeah. that with being valued and being like wanted and and desired. We want mm. some some part of us that broken sin part of us wants people to want our lives, right? We want to yeah. be that person. Yes, we want. Yeah, and the problem. So what this does is it creates this this poverty of depth, this mm. poverty of of time. Mm-hmm. And we end up being a mile wide and an inch and an inch deep. Yeah. And I think we're called to be much more narrow, much smaller, and mm-hmm. far more deeper than we than our society will give us credit for. Uh, one of the things we've talked about a lot, <laughs> you and I, recently is we just want to like we want to go be smaller and slower, live mm-hmm. smaller, slower lives. Meaning mm-hmm. that we're doing fewer things, uh, we're spending more time, kind of. In the in the null, mm-hmm. right in the void, of oh we don't have anything to do today. Well, let's just hang around the house and mm-hmm. just do a puzzle together, or let's uh, work on this tiny project and make it in, <laughs> We've been in our house. To get to for- <laughs> and like maybe let it drag on longer than it should. Yeah. Right? It's not just about yeah. getting it done. Right. But it's about being and and you know spending time in God's word. This is one thing that's been really convicting to me is spending time. Just letting God's word bear weight on my heart without going immediately to the commentary to mm-hmm. find the answer mm-hmm. or immediate or just like glossing over it, shutting my Bible and getting on with life, mm-hmm. but really letting it you know, uh, affect my heart. Right, right. So this idea of margin, I think let's let's start. We're going to go into scripture and let's start there. And then we're going to define what margin actually is, because if you're not totally clear what we mean by that, I want to make sure that we're clear. And then today, I think we're going to talk about um, three types of margin that every marriage needs. Mm-hmm. So this is a very personal issue, mm-hmm. which inevitably bears a lot of weight on your marriage. Right. But before we do that, let's go through our our housekeeping like we always do. Uh, I want to ask our lovely listeners, if you haven't done this yet, and if you've gotten anything out of the content that you've received here um, through this podcast or through our blog, uh, we have a favor to ask, and that's if you would just do a quick rating, just a little star rating on iTunes. Uh, and if you feel compelled, leave a little review. Mm-hmm. A sentence or two goes a long way. We had some really fun um, reviews that people left this last <laughs> week just saying how this this, uh, this content's really helped their marriage. Mm-hmm. It's really encouraged them in their faith, and it's really helped them kind of parse through co- common topics that maybe they don't know how to really contextualize in light mm-hmm. of the gospel. So if this podcast has helped you, helped you, excuse me, go ahead and leave a rating and review. Secondly, if this podcast has helped you a lot, <laughs> on top of all that, you can um, be a, become a partner through patreon.com slash fierce marriage. And basically those are the folks that we're locking arms with who want to be on mission with us, mm-hmm. not just consuming the content, but, but participating in the mission. And there's some benefits for doing that, but really it's just about uh, locking arms. That's that's the whole purpose of doing it. Fear, uh, you go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Fierce Marriage. There's also links everywhere this podcast is posted. So finally, if you have any questions, you can ask those. We have a Q&A episode coming up in the coming weeks where we'll answer all these questions because they're so good. Uh, but you can call in or text in, leave a voicemail or text in 971-333-1120 to make sure you're not driving a car or operating heavy machinery. <laughs> so that's our housekeeping. So uh, as we dive into this topic, we're going to root ourselves in scripture. And Celine's going to read a passage that actually comes from uh, Jesus, the Sermon on the Mount, the, that whole um, this very pivotal Matthew part six. in his ministry, Matthew <laughs> yes. 6, well, and before that. Yep. Um, but go ahead and read that. So Matthew 6, starting verse 19. 
Um, do not store up for yourselves treasures on heaven, treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will mm. be also. This verse is always so convicting to me. That passage is always so convicting mm-hmm. to me, because. I also look at it this way, like wherever your treasure is there, your heart will be also. Mm-hmm. When the heat is on, where do you run? Mm. Where do you go to get reassurance? Right. So like when, for me, like the heat is on when I feel like I'm, I can't provide for my family well. Mm-hmm. So I'll run to like my, like what's my bank balance say? Or what invoices do I have outstanding? Right. Like where can I find security? Now that I'm happy to say that God's been working on my heart and that for the many years. And that's not my first tendency now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is a largely very convicting verse. And so I, I love the idea of treasure because, and by the way, what, what translation are you reading? Is That's it the NIV. NIV. Yeah. Okay. The vermin one. I've, I haven't read I know, that in a long time. I haven't heard the vermin one. Usually it's moth and rust Yeah, destroy. usually we do ESV, but we went with NIV today. Yeah. No, it's all right. <laughs> um, the, the meaning still is still there. And uh, it's this idea that we, in this life, okay, mm-hmm. we value things. Right. We value what our time we value what our time represents in terms of our talent and how we can spend our talent to mm-hmm. create value that we could, that translates into uh, benefits for mm-hmm. our family, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the three margins right there. We've got financial margin, right. time margin, and we have mental and emotional margin. Right. And if just to be clear about the word margin, it's 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 kind of that we define it as like the extra room you need to allow for sort of unpredictable things to happen. It's it's right, a reserve, right. you know, for storing for whatever you might need. Um, a few of these might be like leaving for an uh, an appointment mm. early in case there's traffic, grabbing a dozen eggs at the store that you yeah. even though you probably have enough. So <clears throat> it's it's extra space. Putting it's money white into space. Savings. So like yes. if you were taking notes in a notebook <laughs> right you leave space in the margin right or if you're in your you're writing in your bible yeah which i do encourage like mark that thing up <laughs> you're making notes of, of what you're learning in the margins right. right or in books and things like that so it's the white space that surrounds kind of the the meat right and of I, life. I think as a married couple we have to be intentional about this because we can so often i think we live under the lie that we do have margin you know we do oh yeah. we do have space together we've talked a little bit in the car but like if you really break down your week, break down your day, look at your rhythms. How much margin do you actually have? Do you have white space reserved? You know, Mm. we try to keep Friday nights and weekends to, for family stuff. You know, we really try to reserve that time, um, by not over planning, over scheduling, having one thing, maybe that weekend, because Mm. just having space and time together has been so beneficial and we can absolutely fill things up really quickly, but we choose not to on purpose because it's really a part of our family vision to be able to have margin. Okay, but we don't have it figured other. out. We try. No, to. no, no. I'm and yeah, so, no, no, no. I'm not saying we have it figured out. I'm trying to say. I'm like, oh, we do this really. <laughs> we do it. We do it more than we used well, to. Well, mentally, yes. it's it's taken yes. an intentionality, intentional like thoughts and planning for me. Um, to to do that because we fight about it. Yeah, like I would be like, we planned all these, and you're like, I don't remember planning all these things, and so there's just kind of this clash of the schedules, right? I love it when we look at our week and we're like, we don't have anything on Tuesday night or Thursday night. (laughs) Yeah, we've kind of built those into our schedules over time because we didn't always know. We kind of were just flying by the seat of our pants. It's like Monday would happen, and then it's Sunday all of a sudden, and then Monday would happen, and then Sunday, and so it's like. We need to figure out some margin. And the reason we put the Tuesdays and Thursdays in there was to have margin to hang out with people well, and, and minister and yeah. be 
intentional and, and go deeper with fewer relationships. Right. Have them over for dinner. Let's talk about good, bad, and the ugly if you want to. And yeah. just getting to know some people, but also going deeper with other people that are in our lives as well. And then Friday was like a family margin thing mm-hmm. where we're like our Friday nights and our Sunday nights are sacred, mm-hmm. right? That's when we have family dinner. Like Friday nights, we do family show night mm-hmm. where we'll watch, you know, some, some movie, some kid movie with the girls and we'll, we'll like make popcorn and sometimes we'll order pizza and it's kind of the night that we just kind of party and they have learned <laughs> to love that. And I've learned to love that. Um, and sometimes that night gets commandeered by more important things. If, um, if you know, like we have an, kind of an emergency with, yeah. with some friends and we, right. we will override that. But Sunday nights is kind of like the night where we just like, everything comes to a screeching halt and we just have a nice dinner. That doesn't always happen like that, but this that's ideal. Sundays. Yeah. This Sunday is kind nights. of our yeah. Sabbath that we, we've been intentionally, I mean, this has taken <clears throat> us probably a year to really build it into our, our weekly rhythms because of this need for margin and white space in our lives. We were just running ragged, being disconnected. Our kids were just melting mm. down, fighting at all ends. And we were just like, this is, this can't be how life is supposed to be lived. And yes, there are seasons and times that this happened, but overall mm-hmm. it's like something's got to give. And so what margin happens? has helped us create, I think, a better family yeah. environment. So, I mean, let's let's talk through that a little bit. What happens, and this I think can apply to more than just us, but what happens in our marriage when we don't have margin? I think mm-hmm. we we don't have patience with each other. I'd say our intimate life usually suffers in many ways. Emotional right. intimacy, physical intimacy, we don't make time for that. Our communication gets bad. <laughs> It gets mm-hmm. worse and worse, short and sharp and not helpful, right? Yeah. Yep. And this is very, this is real time information, people. <laughs> this is happening in real time <laughs> in ways that maybe you don't realize. Yeah. We um, make decisions on every level that are just, uh, they're, they're, I feel like they're, t- they get, they're too quick. They're not considered and they're not weighed. They're kind of mm-hmm. unwise decisions. I tend to feel like when we're, mm-hmm. we don't have margin, we just want a quick fix instead of addressing, like taking the time to address the problem because we have no time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We can't actually <clears throat> go deeper with this stuff. And that's why I think the biggest benefit of, mm-hmm. of creating margin is that you actually have time and space to really deal with life mm-hmm. together. You have patience to let the, pro- the process unfold, mm. right? We talk about covenant all the time as being this framework that God has given us to let love mature. Mm. And that's what we mean is like, it's, it's this arena and we're both inside this arena and we're, you know, we're experiencing life together. Mm-hmm. As long as we just stay in that arena and we have enough white space, we can actually deal with things together. Right. We can actually do things. So that verse, I don't want to gloss over that too much, but that verse from the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus is talking about, uh, you know, where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. I think mm-hmm. all this comes down to our priorities and our treasure. Right, so we're going to get into the very tangible ways and the three ways, you, three areas you need to create margin in. But before that, let's—I want you to consider talking to us too right now—is <laughs> where is our treasure, and and how can we wisely, um, I guess, stockpile that treasure? <laughs> right, I think that's what he's talking about. Is don't Jesus is saying don't put that treasure here on earth because you can't take it with you. Mm-hmm. Right, it moth and rust <laughs> destroy. Instead build up treasures in heaven. Now, what are those treasures in heaven? Um, I don't know. I think, I think it's obvious, right? It's, it's creating, it's discipling each other, mm-hmm. getting a closer relationship with God, right? Um, serving him, telling people about Jesus, delighting in your relationship with God. Right. And I kind of equate even parenting um, mm. to eternal work, right? What is treasures in heaven is like, what's that work in eternity? What is going to, kind of echo and be there 
and <clears throat> parenting well, having that time and space and margin, uh, mm. you know, energy to be able to respond to your kids. I'm not saying I'm perfect because I'm learning this even today, even this moment. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but understanding, you know, how I, how I'm responding to mm. the relationships around me, especially to my husband, to my kids, right there, those are the, those are the blessings and things that I need to be stewarding well and storing up those treasures where, mm. you know, that are going to echo into eternity. I guess that's kind of how I've been defining That's them. good. Yeah. I mean, and, and if we go to, you know, Ephesians, right, it says mm-hmm. we're called to love each other as Christ loved the church and that those discipling each other, being patient with each other, mm. the relationships that you, that you leave whenever you you die right right those are the only things that will last right and so i mean we we had a talk just a few days ago i feel like when we were like um none of this is guaranteed right Right. so we've had friends that have passed away very abruptly Mm -hmm. in our lives we had one one guy a couple years ago Mm -hmm. um their their stories on our website actually Mm -hmm. um is matt and he was mowing his lawn and just something happened in his heart and he just fell down and, Mm and ended up passing away hours later right and or maybe a, two, a day and a half later or so yeah. and he had a, a young you know three-year-old daughter and a boy a, a son on the, on the way. way yeah and nothing is guaranteed and right. it's like he's not at that moment when they when he's in his in his in that hospital bed thinking oh man i didn't finish mowing the lawn right <laughs> or i didn't right you know it's all about <clears throat> relationships at that point it's all about well how's my relationship with god right with jesus do I trust him? And how's my relationship with the people that I care about? Right. And I feel like this is outlined even in the whole chapter of Matthew 6. Jesus is talking about our relationships, giving to the needy. So the relationships sort of in our community or in that are people around us that are in need. How do we do that? Why do we do that? What does that look like? Mm. And then prayer, your relationship with God. How are you responding? How are you interacting and, and fasting and what that looks like and why it looks like that? Because if you... You don't store up treasures in heaven, right? When you fast and you're show, you're showing it off to everybody, is what he's saying. Mm. Our, our treasures are you, you've got your reward there. So the rewards here, you know, when you're putting it out there and you're saying I'm doing this for all this attention, you know, that's that's not really storing up treasures in mm. heaven. Whereas <clears throat> when we are really stewarding those relationships here on earth, right? We're responding mm. out of treasuring jesus treasuring god treasuring his word his kingdom his ways right those are that's how we re- we're responding out of out of that out of mm. the gospel what god's done in our heart and that is where the treasures i believe start to accumulate mm. right so that that passage is that's so good and because god knows that all treasure is so t- closely tied to our heartstrings right mm-hmm. because it's not just Money is not just money. It's a representation of your worth in a lot of ways. According to society, right. your worth in terms of the value you add to society, the energy that you put into your job, uh, the talent that you bring to the table. So uh, your money is very closely intertwined. So if we put our identity in that, um, and that's what this pa- treasure passage is talking about, It'll all s- of this margin will be squeezed yes. away because yes. we'll always want more of that. <laughs> it's insatiable, right? It, yeah, and that's and that's where <clears throat> or more whatever that identity piece is. Um, so let's talk about the... Is that where you're headed? Yep, Talking the financial. About, okay. So there's three areas that we found, and I think there's probably some more, but we're going to talk about three areas that you absolutely need margin in your marriage. And the mm-hmm. first one I think is obvious um, is the financial margin, mm-hmm. money margin, mm-hmm. living beneath your means. <clears throat> it's no uh, it's no mystery 
And it's not new to the realization that money is one of the biggest topics that divides couples. Mm-hmm. In, in, the, in the statistics that you read, it's probably it's one of the top topics that causes a divorce, or at mm-hmm. least is credited with causing that divorce. Right. Granted, there's probably a hundred other reasons behind it. Right. Um, so consumer debt is rampant. More people are in debt than ever. Right. Uh, people pay big money to put their products in front of your face. Right. And to get keep your attention well, so cre- that they can yeah. eventually get you to buy it, right? And to, they their job is to create that that need, right? You need the, to have this if you're cool or if you want to be loved or valued and accepted and all of the things that we all want. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, Jesus is already given to us in Him, right? We're constantly hearing the world's song and the culture of you need these things, you need this in order right. to to be enough. And Jesus has said, "I love you. You are because of me. You're an, I'm enough, mm. and so you're enough. You're hidden in me, and therefore." we don't need to seek these other mm-hmm. things, these other lies that are telling us we need to achieve, we need to do this. I'm not saying that achieving is bad. I'm not saying that it's bad to buy things. But if you're buying things on money you don't have, if you're striving for things um, because your identity is locked into it, then I would I would lovingly challenge you to question those pursuits. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. And the thing is, is if this topic is, if this area is out of whack, then it's usually going to pull in every other bit of margin yeah. from the other areas. Yeah. So if you are feeling financially stretched all the time, mm-hmm. as a husband, what's my reaction to that? I'm going to work harder, work more, mm-hmm. work longer hours, make right. more money. Right. And so then all of my family margin is soaked up. All my extra time and energy margin is soaked up because I'm pouring it into this one thing. Mm-hmm of getting more money into the account. So that's why living with margin in this area is so important because all the reasons we just talked about. (laughs) Well, it's enslaving to to put yourself in that position and not lift your eyes and remember who your provider is, right? When we become our, we so easily step into that provider role and take the reins, yank them out of God's hands saying, God, it's not enough. I need more money. I need this. And he's like, but I have given you enough, you know, and we Mm -hmm. just aren't maybe managing it well, to be honest. Or or we are, uh, we're not valuing the enough that he has called us to. And so I think that's where, how can we tangibly uh, increase our margin in this area. And gratefulness is definitely one way we can start yes. looking at our lives and living smaller. That happened to mm. us when we um, moved back from California. We really didn't have a lot. Um, we couldn't. We didn't have a lot of money <laughs> coming mm-hmm. back. We didn't have a lot of money even moving to California. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Not that we're rolling in money now, but God's meeting our needs. We've we it's can't. All about the Benjamins. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not hardly at all. Puff Daddy but I reference. think I feel like God just very much clarified um, that we don't necessarily need a lot of money, right, to live. We need money to you know exist and and be able to stay alive. Mm-hmm. But money, I feel like, got pushed back into its right position of helping us, you know, have a house, feed our kids, do, meet the basic needs. But it right. it moved off of the pedestal of. God and pursuit and identity that it was, I feel like it was just kind of sucking in all of it, but it's so empty, right? It's such an empty, yeah. lifeless God. Yeah. So <clears throat> contentment, seeing, uh, finding contentment mm-hmm. in, in where God, exactly where God has placed you, not right. where you hope to be, but contentment today in this moment. Mm. Um, and then making the hard decision. So if there's something in your life that is stretching you, we talked about a few episodes ago, we talked about the truck that I bought <laughs> when we first were married and how, although today that truck would probably not be a deal breaker for us, it was a big stretch. Now it was for work. At the Go time, back and yeah. listen to the episode. All right. There's justification for this. It was for a, to, 
You don't roll your eyes at me. I didn't. <laughs> you did in your own way. I didn't. I'm kidding. <laughs> it was a young decision. We were no. young and... It was for work, but we didn't necessarily okay, need Okay, so it was a, a $12,000 truck. <laughs> the payment was like $250 a month. College students here. But College students. Anyway, I was so stressed out about it that like I yeah. couldn't even sleep. And so I was just like, you know what? I got to get this albatross off of my, my mm-hmm. neck. Mm-hmm. I got to get it out of our lives. So we sold it and lost, I think we probably t- lost like $2,000 on it. Um, and But that was totally worth it because then I felt free of mm-hmm. that. So I think in our lives now... We've become, I think, a lot more um, aware word, aware of the, like what we're biting off, right? right. So if, we're slower to bite things off. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So we um, like even looking at houses and stuff. It's mm-hmm. like okay, there's one thing to have the payment, but what's you know the maintenance of it, the mm-hmm. like true stewardship maintenance, not just buying. <clears throat> we'd love to have some <clears throat> land. Land's expensive where we live. Not only that, but taking care of it is expensive. Mm -hmm. Taking Mm -hmm. care of it well is expensive. And I think that jumps beautifully into our next um, area of margin for marriage, um, and that's energy margin. You know, investing into lots Mm. of things (laughs) is going to take energy and time, and Mm. energy is so precious these days. And, you know, when you're working all day and you want some downtime, um, and maybe you've just had a long day, um, it can be hard to want to hang out with your family sometimes i mean let's mm-hmm. just all be real here oh and yeah. little kids are the energizer bunnies man they don't they don't quit until they well, quit they come to life as soon as yes as soon as like both parents are available uh-huh. i work upstairs in our office and as soon as i come down it's just Della's screaming Dada! yeah it's, <laughs> i love it but like sometimes when i'm just drained yeah i'm like kid i just want to sit and like watch a movie with you <laughs> but she needs she needs she needs your attention. Well, and if attention. we think about it, right, a little goes a long way with kids and a little goes a long way um, with each other as a married couple. You know, I know there are days when I'm tired and I don't feel like being intentional about showing you love, mm-hmm. giving you encouragement, giving you a hug and stopping and saying, I love you and I'm so grateful for you. But yes. it's really a little bit that goes a long ways. And I've started to value um, having that relational kind of margin and that energy margin. Um all I ask is is a kind word, a long Said kiss. Said I loved you last week. Uh, just kiss, a long kiss. Kissed you Monday. <laughs> on the hour, every hour. That's all I, that's all I ask. Just come, stop whatever you're doing. Come back home. No, but I want to. Give me what I need. I guess I just want to challenge us, right? <laughs> if we don't have energy for the important things and the first disciples in our lives, then we need to start questioning everything mm. outside of that and not them. That's my challenge, I guess. Is yes. If I don't have energy for you or my kids what is sucking it away and how can I readjust or reevaluate or cut it off? And mm. it's so hard to do, but what is it? If your if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. And I'm not mm. saying that like, you know, ignoring your kids is a sin, well, yeah, and we, but we're not, yeah. we're definitely not stewarding them well, right? We're not being entrusted. We're not trusting God. What, what am I trying to say? We're not showing God that we are taking it seriously sometimes i think mm. or our selfishness wants to yeah to rise well, up we don't always get the full weight of those decisions right when we say yes to something you always tell me this a yes to something is a no to something else right. and vice versa so right. when you say yes to that that extra thing you're saying no to right. quality time with your kids right and it's a lot harder to pay that price if you actually know the price a lot of times we just 
it's like it's like the American healthcare system. You just you don't actually know the price. You just get the invoice later, right. <laughs> <laughs> which which is not a good thing. Um, so building in that en- energy um, that energy margin is so critical. This, I, I want to mention one more thing on this topic, and yeah. that's this I, this what I I've heard I heard somebody talk about it recently, and I wish I would I could credit them, but they called them infinity pools. An infinity pool is something that will never exhaust. So like Netflix is an infinity pool. Okay. Uh, social media is an infinity pool. Mm-hmm. There's and there's always, always, always more. Mm-hmm. Always more to soak up your extra little time. Instead of maybe reading a book that would that would energize your heart and your mm-hmm. spirit and your soul, scrolling through Instagram well, is going to drain your heart and your spirit. Drain and your soul. it and distract you from what you should be doing. Right? Mm-hmm. Like drain and destroy is the mission <laughs> drain of Instagram. And destroy. <laughs> To drain your time and destroy your life. No, I'm kidding. Um, and Netflix. So Netflix is one of those things like you, it's so easy to just be like, kids, just whatever. I just want to go to bed so that I want you to go to bed so that I can just watch what I want to watch. And that's, it's an infinity pool. It'll never, something right. has to change in our heart because that thing's never going to change. Well, and if we think about what we're missing, right? Some precious time with reading them a story. And it sounds, it may sound small and annoying at times, but mm. I remember those times reading with my mom. Those were some of the like best times. And as a kid, they're just soaking up that time with yeah. you, right? And one, one to two stories takes, what, 10 to 15 minutes. And not that we need to, again, squeeze it all in, right, to get what we want. But I think we really need to say, we need to look at ourselves and say, okay, how selfish am mm. I being here? Let's just be honest. How selfish am I being with my time and energy, which mm-hmm. really isn't mine anyways. God gave it to me. And how am I, how am I loving mm-hmm. my family or not? And when we're scrolling through social media, I'm not saying that's bad. I do it in moderation, but in moderation, but also remembering that other people's priorities and actions are not meant to be mine. You know, like Ooh, you're poking at insecurities now because, I know. because that's what happens is we get insecure in our own life right? and we say, okay, I need to feel better or I need to feel like yeah. I'm moving forward towards something better. Right. And so I'll go compare myself to people online and say, oh, that's cool. I, but I'm. But I, I can calibrate myself yeah. now according to other people. That's not the calling of the Christian right. life. We're called we're ca- called to calibrate ourselves to the life of Christ, mm-hmm. and He says we're worthy. He says that we're we sh- we can be content in mm-hmm. what He's given us. We don't have to find our meaning and identity in other things. We yeah. can look to God and let the cards fall wherever He wants them to fall. Right, and we um, can still yeah. trust that He's a good God. I mean, even in Matthew six, after God is talk or Jesus is talking about the treasures in heaven, He says, "Don't worry." Don't mm. worry. I tell you, don't worry about your life. Verse 25, what you'll eat or drink or about your body, what you'll wear. Hello. Yeah. It's not, is not life more than food and mm. the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single yeah. hour to your life? And that causes me to question where my time, where my energy is going, where my, my finances are going because Am I trying to, am I striving for these things? Am I striving to have um, security, to have assurance, Mm. to look good, to have food, all those things? Not saying that those are bad, right? But why? Why are we doing those things? Yeah, it's it's who are you becoming? Right. Um, There's an article on the the Atlantic that is talking about the um, kind of this idea that even even, uh, success, financial success, career success, we kind of have this carrot on a stick, right? That if I just get to this milestone, mm. I'll be able to rest. I'll be able to have that margin that I so desperately want. The problem is, is that never deals with the core issue. And this article is talking about how the workaholic lifestyle comes with prestige, but people don't realize that it it's 
but getting to the end of that that milestone it doesn't actually deal with the problem. The problem's still there, right. is what they're saying. Is you still, <laughs> you're, still you're still a empty. workaholic. Yeah, <laughs> you're still trying to find your identity in something that you'll never find it in. Yeah, and we're and what you're saying is like is is the opposite of that. Find your identity in Christ. He's a fixed destination. He's not a carrot on a stick. Right. He's there. Right. Behold him, and you will have him. Right. And so the final one. And this is this is a, the final I area of margin. The final area of margin, uh-huh. yes, is time margin. So everything we've talked about has led up to this, and obviously time and plays into all this. Mm-hmm. But specifically, like take a look at your calendar and what is occupying your time. Mm-hmm. And nothing is sacred. Okay, I want you to. It's hard to do that, especially guys. If you're listening to this, I get this. I get it. You have to have a job. Women, some gals, you have to have a job if you need to provide for your family. Mm-hmm. That's going to take up probably the most time, and that's fine. But I want you to even look at your job and say, yeah. is this a sacred cow in my life in that I, it's like it's this untouchable thing? Like what if your job is not the, mm-hmm. best, the best way to create the life that God's calling you to create, the, the stewardship, I should say, the, mm-hmm. the way that he's calling you to steward your life. Right. And what if your job is requiring way too much of you? Mm-hmm. And if you take a hard look at that, whether it's the commute, and we live in a very commute-oriented place mm-hmm. in the Pacific Northwest. We're just south of Seattle. It is not uncommon to talk to guys who have three young kids at home. They have a job that is, you know, it's 25 miles north, mm-hmm. but take, it takes them an hour and a half to least. two hours in the morning one way, and in the evening to mm-hmm. get to their job and to get home. So it's, we're talking like three to four hours right. a day. Right. And I'm, I, I, and a lot of these guys I don't know super well because they're too busy to get to know. <laughs> <laughs> but if I knew them better, I'd be like, man, do you? Well, and it's a hard thing too, because right, the, the, the well-paying jobs seem to be up north, but then can you afford to live there? Yeah. That's the thing is you can't afford There's to live like, there. Right. And so you get these families that live down here and they, so he'll leave. I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of like 10 different friends right now, right? right? Where they'll leave at 6 a.m. and they're not home till 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And so they see their their kids. Yeah, my kids at, are in seven, school and they go to bed to early. Yeah, yeah. And so they have hard. an hour a day with their kids. And the, these wives, I mean, they're just troopers, but they're hanging out with three, two, three kids. Anyway, I could go on and on. So is that job the, really the best way for you to steward your family well and is the best way to steward your time well right yeah and and then when we you know coming back to just the whole marriage thing since that's what we're about (laughs) Uh, yes um we like talking about parenting too maybe that'll come soon but um how are we do we have time for each other Mm. you know i hear this a lot from young moms and young moms moms with young kids um that they don't have time to be with their husband they love their kids but miss their spouse and how can we I think that is a worthy, worthy, worthy conversation to have with your spouse. Do we have a Mm. weekly time set, daytime, nighttime, where we are connecting, where we are having conversations uninterrupted, Mm. um, and we are having, and also physical intimacy, of course, making time for that. That's important. And Dare we say it? Your spouse is a bigger priority than your kids. Yeah. And uh, we live in a, a, a society that push, puts kids on a pedestal and mm-hmm. they are like the ultimate and everything and everything must die on this altar of our kids, right? We have to get them in the right classes, get them in the right dance programs, the right sports programs, the right whatever. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is the time gets sucked up and you end up, you don't have time for each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, the divorce rate for, I don't know the, the data, but I know yeah. that after kids like, leave, it's like. Right. We've just been so consumed with parenting and raising that we have lost each other, right? Yeah, Our friendship is broken. We just don't even know yeah. who the other person is. And so 
being intentional and having margin for time with each other, being able to say, hey, we don't have anything on Tuesdays or Thursday nights. Let's go spend, let's plan a date night. Let's make sure we do this together or we go get coffee for an hour. Let's figure this out and make it a weekly rhythm so that Mm. you're able to invest in your marriage in each other Mm because it's obviously so important. Um, And yeah, you were just going to say, well, you weren't going to say, but I think like we talked about saying no to to things is really saying yes to to some of the right things. So so that's the tangible advice I want to give for this part is two things. What you, what you just said, fierce couple listening to this, fierce husband or fierce wife, make time with your spouse a, a weekly and daily rhythm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Put that in your calendar and it make it, it's fixed. Okay. So if it's at night before you go to bed, you, you know, say you like to fall asleep by 10 PM, make sure you're in bed by 9.15 or 9.30. Mm-hmm. Not watching the show, not fiddling around on your phone, mm-hmm. but in bed, like pillow talk where you can just talk and connect and, mm-hmm. and be friends and laugh and catch up on the day, catch up on the day, yeah. do this heart check that we do and, and mm-hmm. the, uh, the highs and lows do stuff like that. If you feel like you have a hard time coming up with topics, mm-hmm. but make that a daily thing or wherever that space is for you, just mm-hmm. make it a priority and talk about it together. The second thing, uh, mm-hmm. uh well, the weekly rhythm. So mm-hmm. a date day or a date mm-hmm. night, make that a priority. Mm-hmm. I'm just, this is wisdom, friends. Don't don't pretend like you don't need it. Don't right. act like you're okay without it. We've just walked that us. road of not having it, and it's just not fun. And we've <laughs> talked to countless couples that have also walked yeah. that road. And you know what? It does not, the road does not lead to a place you want to go. Right. You want to you prioritize those things. So that's the weekly and daily rhythms. Put those mm-hmm. in place on your calendar. Talk about it. The second one, Selene said this too, but learn this one simple word <laughs> and learn it well. The word is no. Mm-hmm. Learn how to say no really well. Mm-hmm. Say no to a lot of things. Like become really okay. good at, at refusing yeah. things, and and you get good at saying it in a way yeah. that's not offensive. Or and well, and part of that, honestly, like growing up in the church that we grew that I grew up in, it was very um, looked highly upon. You know how much you volunteered, how much you were there, and it was you're kind of you as a person were questioned if you couldn't say yes to everything that the mm-hmm. church was doing. Um, as we grew up and grew out of that church and, and and came to understand kind of what it means to say no and what priorities really look like in terms of like a gospel sort of perspective, a biblical perspective, it was it became easier for me to say no because my, my worth, my value, my identity is not wrapped up in it. Mm. The sake of the health and sake of my family was. And so that made it an easier no because yeah. they are the priority. They are what I'm who I'm stewarding right now. This is what my life is. And I've learned, mm. I've re- I've resigned in a, God has led me to resign in a joyful way to some of the things that I would really like to say yes to some days, but I just know that it's too much weight on my family. It's too yeah. much weight on where we're at. And it's okay to say no to those things. And so the no comes from, again, understanding, we talk about priorities, right? It's not just this God first, spouse second, it's Jesus, <laughs> God in the center, that stone getting thrown into the pond and having that rippling effect into every a- aspect and area of our mm. life, determining, you know, our, our priorities. And we can't allow him to sort of penetrate those areas if we don't have margin. Mm. Oh, that's very, very good. Something occurred to me while you were talking is that the more we say no, the more value, the more valuable our yes becomes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. So we can't say yes to everything. Mm-mm. But when we do say yes, like we mean yes, right. like we mean 
some, so I was asked to be part of a cohort at our church, mm-hmm. and I we thought about it. We talked about it. Mm-hmm. I talked about it with a good friend who's also in the cohort. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do this because it's <laughs> going to take time to read these books. It's going to take time to participate right. in a really meaningful way. And it took me weeks to come around to it. But finally, I was just, I told our pastor, I said, yes, yeah. yes. And, and, and like, so he knows that that means I'm in. Right. He knows that I'm not going to bail. I'm not going to flake. I'm not going to miss. Right. right. And so you're, the, the more you say no, the greater the value oh, your, of your yes becomes. Your yes means yes and your no means no, right? Your yeah. yes means yes and your no means yeah. no. Um, so, yeah, we just kind of want to challenge you guys, I guess, in that to have that conversation. You know, what, mm. what are some ways you and your spouse can create margin in your mm. lives for each other. Yep. I'd say just talk through these three topics. So we, we talked about uh, your financial margin. Uh, how do you feel about your margin in that area? Ask mm-hmm. that question. Mm-hmm. How can you improve it? How can you increase your margin? Talk about your energy margin or your emotional margin. How do you feel about how your your margin is toward each other or your, your emotional energy relationship? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? How can you improve it? How can you create more margin? Finally, in a time Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about how you're spending your time and how can you create more margin on your calendar? Right. So all things are, need to be in balance. Of course, there's so many different ways to pro- to properly prioritize your life. Mm-hmm. Selene, you talked about the whole, like, Jesus is the pebble, the rock that you throw in the water and it radiates outward. That, But from there, we have a lot of, uh, a lot of leeway, a right. lot of room to do right. what we do. And God has given us the ability to use wisdom. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to compel you to do is just use wisdom in your choices Store up your treasures where they matter. Mm-hmm. Get right. that family vision going. Yes. Get that family vision going. So we want to move on to a question. We had a really good question from someone today. Let's see here. Mm, where is that question? Let's find <laughs> it. Okay. All right. It's from a wife. She says, love and listen to your podcast. I want to see God work in my marriage, and I'm striving to be intentional in loving my husband. Mm. I am 26 and we've been married for about five years and have had lots of up and ups and downs. He's fallen away from Christ. So I'm wondering if you have any tips or wisdom and things I can do to have a happy and healthy marriage while pointing him to Christ. It can be very painful and discouraging sometimes to seek mm. God on my own when I want so badly for us to have a marriage built on God. I would love to see a podcast episode dedicated to those who are in my same situation. Um, thanks for your ministry. So this is a really great question. I mm. think a common one that's asked a lot. Yeah. So, okay. We've got a, a wife who believes in, in, in Christ and is, is pursuing walking the and Christian life yes. and her husband has fallen away from that. How right. can she love, love him toward Jesus right. and still not lose her mind and right. feeling like her, her, her well, household part of, is I not unified? Right. And I think that's remembering, you know, is it one John four, is it nine? I think it's first John four nine of how Christ, like we love because Christ loved us, you know, Christ pursued us. We did not do anything to deserve it. Right. And so Mm. I think in, in intentionally loving and pursuing your husband without having any expectations for him to know Christ, I think is you can pray. I think you should absolutely pray for that. Right. And, and want that for him. But if that's, what's leading your actions, then right, you're loving an outcome. You're not loving your your husband. Right, right. right. And that's where I want you. To, and I want to encourage you. And we, I think, both of us want to encourage you in this. Is just rest in who, um, rest in God's sovereignty. Yeah. Right. L- rest in the fact that He is. Um, he's working even when you don't know it. Right. He's right. actively transforming His heart 
even when you don't feel like you've had any role. Absolutely. So don't try to like control it, manipulate it. And, let and Jesus like, be Jesus. Let Jesus be Jesus. <laughs> you be the wife. Yes. And you just love him well. We had a good friend who uh, it was that they're, they're they're incredible family friends of ours. They're they're old enough to be our parents. But we don't see him that way. It's mm-hmm. like he's a, I don't know. Um, it's Linda and Kenny, and they mm-hmm. they basically he he was off the rails early on in their marriage. Linda was like Bible thumping really mm-hmm. she was a bible thumper <laughs> and like all about it but kenny wouldn't have it but they got married somehow and they they well, loved they each, other. each other yeah, yeah. and he, he's like <laughs> well Gosh. i'd rather have them tell the story because they're hilarious <laughs> but he's like this rough and tough kind of like has this reputation for like beating everybody up and yes. like just being this ruffian and she's just like always shaming him always thumping you know bible thumping with him mm-hmm. until finally god's like you know what just love him where he's at quit mm-hmm. trying to change him and so she, this is at church and he's at home watching the football game. Yeah. She's at church. God works in her heart in this way. So she walks in and all of her church clothes comes in, like th- doesn't say a word, walks to the fridge, grabs two beers out of the fridge, cracks them both open, sits down with Kenny and says, who's playing? Yeah. And says, what's the score? <laughs> what's the score? Yeah. And she, they say Kenny from, was, he was shocked. Shocked. Yes, yes. Just shocked. So I think just meeting and loving your husband where he's at, um, will speak more loudly than any of your, you know, words or throwing books at them. (laughs) You're not, God's in the heart change business. You aren't. We are not. So don't try to change your, your husband's heart. Pray for him. him. Yes. Ask for God to work for sure. And watch as God works in you as well. So good. So, all right, friends, I think we're out of time for today. Um, this has been an incredible conversation. I hope it's helped you. Mm-hmm. If it has helped you, again, I'll just remind you, um, leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. We would really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to jump on board with what we're doing, our mission is to point couples to Christ and commission marriages for the gospel. That is why we exist, and you can be a part of it through Patreon. It's patreon.com slash fierce marriage. We would be honored if you would just lock arms with us. Mm-hmm. We, say that, we see that as the most biblical way to fund a ministry like like this. Mm-hmm. It also keeps us from having ads because ads are annoying, right? And right. we'd rather not have to ha- have to do ads. Well, and it helps us do interviews and we have already done a few talking about yes. blended families, talking about engagement. We have one coming on um, about dating. Mm. So just some really awesome people with some just awesome perspective, like mm. clear perspective, biblical advice and guidance on how to navigate all those, all those areas that maybe we're not as quite familiar yeah. with. Yeah, and that's because uh, because we were able to bring on a podcast producer, somebody yep. to help coordinate all that stuff because we were just we had no margin. <laughs> <laughs> so so Patreon has allowed us to have, get to that, have a little bit more margin yes. so that we could uh, bring on a team team member. Right. So anyway, thank you again for listening. We do value your time, the fact that you've put us in your ears and you've allowed us to have a say in your most important human relationship really does matter to mm-hmm. us. So let's pray. I'll, I'll stay a quick prayer. Unless you want to pray. Do you feel pray, pray No, I think you want to pray quick. And I don't, you know, I like to pray long more. So. Well, we have no margin today. We said this early on. We have, <laughs> no margin for prayer. We, we, need, a question, we need to question our, our priorities here. Yeah. You know what? Whatever. Let's just sit on this podcast for the next hour. All right. This is going to be the margin podcast. It's got another hour left. So <laughs> if you can't finish, then you have no margin. <laughs> All right. Lord, we thank you for this time. Thank you for your grace. Um, as we learn these hard lessons, these lessons that pry our our 
our hands off of the idols in our mm. lives uh, and trying to find our value and worth and security in anything but you. So please, please, please continue this work in our hearts, in the hearts of the listeners. Help us to glorify you with our margin, with mm-hmm. our priorities, in our time and our energy and our money. Help us to glorify you and consider your kingdom as the ultimate treasure, that you, Jesus, are the ultimate treasure to behold and that we have already been given it. So may we operate from out of a place of security mm-hmm. as we move forward in our lives um, from this day forward. God, thank you again for your grace and for your sanctification. Um, and you're, you're the loving Father that we mm-hmm. always need and we, we will always have. In your precious name, amen. Amen. All right, this episode is... In the can. And we will see you in seven days. Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.